number one, just physically feeling good, I can attack things I still want to do, and which is still reach out to people and be there for people in any way I can, way, shape, or form. I want, you know, I want a reason to get up and, and help people. That's all I want to do. Welcome to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. I'm your host, Pat McCauley. This podcast is all about celebrating the lives of those who have adopted a plant-based or vegan lifestyle and how it has positively impacted their health, relationships, outlook on life, and so much more. For more episodes and information about the benefits of living a plant-based or vegan lifestyle, visit eatgreenmakegreen.com. Welcome to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. This is episode one, so I did want to go into a little more detail on what this is all about. It's all about celebrating the lives of those who have transitioned to a plant-based diet or a vegan diet or whatever you want to call it and how it's positively impacted their lives, their relationships, their health, um, and so much more. And I'll travel around the world and sit down with various people and learn about why they made the transition, how it's impacting their lives, and how it will continue to impact their lives in the future. And thanks for being a part of this. So in this first episode, I sit down with my own mother uh, after I made my transition to becoming vegan and how it changed my entire life, um, how everything that once affected me was healed Um, I knew I had to share it with the ones I love, and my first ever uh, health coaching client was my own mother, and it's so awesome to see her healthier, lighter, feeling better, happier, and she really is that much better at being the incredible person she is. Now, I know that everyone says their mother is a saint, but I mean that, and You don't know the level of sainthood this woman has attained already in her life. She is the mother of eight kids. She has two dogs, and her door of our the door of our home is always open. I'm talking about anyone from the mailman to a homeless person to a friend of a friend of a friend to exchange students to you name it. My mother has welcomed them into our house and treated them as if they were just another child of hers. And she is the definition of selfless. And I do not understand how she has not only raised eight children, but also impacted so many other lives in the process from people around town to students from around the world, to neighbors, to anyone. I could go on and on and on. All she cares about is helping those around her. And when I finally was able to convince her to put her health before the needs of others and adopt a plant-based lifestyle, she has just, her stardom and her ability to help others has just gotten that much better. And it's just unbelievable. And you'll see in this episode uh, just how much she loves helping others and how her life is dedicated to helping others. 
and she's just an incredible example to me, to my seven siblings, and to many others out there. So without further ado, here is the one and only Eileen McCauley, my mom. All right, how's it going, everybody? We have a living legend in the house here, um, known to me as mom and uh, known to uh, the rest of the world as Eileen McCauley. Uh, We are here on the South Shore, about um, 20 miles south of Boston, um, on the South Shore, and uh, mom, you'd be you'd be proud of me. I was I was cleaning before this. That's why it looks half (laughs) decent in here. the, the uh, one thing I didn't do was uh, bake some cookies, but I did light some candles. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm halfway there. Um, so anyway, my mom uh, was the first person that I started working with to adopt a plant-based diet um, after I made my personal change and saw all the incredible effects it had on me. Um, and she has totally grabbed it by the horns and adopted the lifestyle and what's it been since October? October, right before Thanksgiving, So November, December, January, February, almost five, five, six months months, months, almost. Yeah. Yep. So she's, she's into it and she's (laughs) committed and, um, and loving it and loving it and loving it. Um, so before we kind of dive into all the plant-based stuff. Um, let's first kind of take it back to uh, where, where, you know, where it all started and what your life was like growing up. And I mean, I know a lot of it, but I don't know a lot of it too. <laughs> um, and see kind of what diet and life was like back then and just your story and how we got to where we are. Um, so... Growing up, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you take it. You know what was kind of, you know, was similar to yours. Big family. I, I had uh, eight siblings. Um, my mother was a stay-at-home mom. Did the cooking back then. I have to I have to say I was impressed that she gave us a f- every night. We'd have a meal, and her thing was a color. Uh, we had a white. We had a green. We'd have an orange. We'd have the meat. Fifty um, percent of the plate meat. Yeah. Uh, Dad wanted he was meat and potato, mm-hmm. so that's how I grew up. I mean, I give me a burger over anything in life, and that's how I grew up. Um, but mostly all canned, also too. Some things my grandma like they had a garden, so we yeah. had some peppers and onions and um, things from her garden, uh, fresh fruit from her garden. But for the most part, it's all cans. So outside of food, what was so you nonchalantly said? Nine kids. <laughs> Just slip that in there. I always um, said, so I always was, said six, but I don't know what happened. What was what was life like? I mean, you know, I know because we have a big family. You obviously know, um, but you know, ninety nine percent of people listening to this and in the world do not experience something like this. So, what was kind of Growing up in a house with with eleven people, uh, a, chaos. It is. It's just. It's <laughs> chaos. You know. You just have to um, laugh a lot, and you just have to be spontaneous and not. You know, it's just different. You get used to. You're independent early, um, 
you're uh, you learn to share. It's, I mean, it's, there's a lot of really great things, but it's not quiet and uh, maybe orderly, or I would just say, too. <laughs> so, so you're in Lexington, Lexington, yeah. Mass. Yeah. So that is for non-local listeners. That is uh, north of, uh, or no, west of Boston, yeah, right? right? You know, your, 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 my, my grandparents, your parents. So um, Grampy is a, what He's does he do for a living? Fitter. He was a pie fitter. Pie fitter. And, and Grammy, yeah. always a stay-at-home mom, or was there a job at the beginning yeah, of that? Secretary, or? medical secretary before. Yeah. Kind of assistant kind of thing. But once she got married, she did babies right away. Yep. And so. you're in a, I mean, a small house for, for 11 people. Yeah. So what's like the, what's the living situation? Well, every, all our neighbors had eight, nine, I mean, big families yeah, too. We were like, we were a luxury home. We had two bathrooms. That was yeah. pretty impressive to have two bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> so for us, um, well, but we had the room. Sometimes we'd have five in a room, small, you know, 11 by 12 room type thing. So just like you guys for a while before we could add on, we had all the five girls in one little, you know, eight by 10 room. Yeah, we're going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was... Uh, yeah, but also we had two levels because my father was also, before he was a pipe fitter, he was a builder. So he built that home. So the girls were upstairs, the boys were down. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it was definitely a division. In the, um, <laughs> it was, yep. it was yep. nice. It was good. <laughs> yep. So Lexington Public Schools, yep. right? Yeah. Um, and Lexington High School. Yeah. What was high school like in terms of? Were you the nerd? Were you the popular kid? Were you... I mean, what was like, uh, um, high school like? Uh, I was... I'd say it's semi-popular. As I say, my uh, claim to fame was I was voted uh, uh, runner-up for most friendly. It's <laughs> 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 my claim to fame. Who got, but we have who like, got first? <laughs> Do you know? Uh, another girl, Ellen Donovan. <laughs> uh, I swear they mixed up the last... <laughs> She was great. Oh, she was absolutely wonderful. But um, our classes were 800 in the class. Mine was 777 or something. I mean, it was a, we had huge classes. Yeah. Um, we, but unlike today, like we were all athletes, and that you we played. You, you know, I had sports. I went out for different things: lacrosse, cheerleading, uh, field hockey, uh, everything. Tried everything. Mm-hmm. But come 16, we quit and we worked. You, you, you had to pay for college, period. Yeah. So all my siblings and most of my friends' siblings, we all worked by 15, 16. Yeah. So it was a little different. So what was for the first job for you? Um, <laughs> Brigham's. Brigham's, yeah. Brigham's. And, oh, <laughs> hot fudge. Oh, my gosh. Brigham's, Brigham's. For, for the listeners that aren't local, um, is a ice cream... Yeah. Kind of a classic, I uh, started in Massachusetts, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, classic ice cream kind of burger joint. Yeah. Um, and then I yeah. also work for the town, I work for the town hall, secretarial. Yeah. But it was Brigham's and then I went to Friendly's from the... Yeah. So uh, you guys can already see how her <laughs> famous uh, black and white frap uh, making abilities... <laughs> Uh, where they came from. Black yeah. um, <laughs> so and white frap and a burger. Cool. So sports was, uh, sports was lacrosse, cheerleading, uh, field hockey? Played field hockey, softball. That's terrible. Yep. Terrible at softball. But pretty much something all year round? Yeah, we did until, as I say, and then you worked. Yep. Yeah. And then um, you... Majorette, too. I guess I did that, too. Mm-hmm. And then you 
went on. So where did you go to school, college, after um, that? Nursing school, a hospital program. So that was a... And was that something you wanted to do or was that influenced by older sisters or no, always wanted to since I was like fourth or fifth grade I mm -hmm. think it was general hospital got me into that yeah general hospital movement <laughs> <The show. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted yeah, I knew exactly what hospital everything uh, so uh well it was what was the school uh, mass general mass school general of nursing yeah. and two three year three year yeah three year and then you get a job at mass general after yeah. yep yeah how long, how long were you there until, you know, you left because of kids? I, um, after the fourth baby, so I was there, oh gosh, 16 years, 15, 16 years. Okay. Um, and at yeah. what point do you meet dad? Um, I met him, I started 81, I met him, we were married in 84, so pretty soon thereafter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So how'd you how'd you meet? How, how'd you? I worked with all his relatives, his cousins. We were close friends with several of his cousins who went to Mass General School of Nursing too. Mm -hmm. And then we um, met down the Cape. He was built a house thinking he was going to be single, so he <laughs> built this house. And on opening weekend, I he met me. <laughs> <laughs> and his bachelor pad uh, yes, ideas to, yeah. were <laughs> quickly were ruined. Ended. <laughs> <laughs> and that was down in Harwich, yeah. Harwich, Cape Cod. Yeah. And he proposes pretty quickly. Yeah. Very, yep. Four months. Four months in. So, <laughs> eight <laughs> so months later. You meet down the Cape. First meeting was down the Cape at the Cape House. Yeah. And four months later, he proposes. Mm -hmm. And how does he do this? Uh, oh, he <clears throat> waited all summer to ask me out. Oh, I met him Memorial Day. He didn't, we waited till after Labor Day. Mm -hmm. We wanted some more free time. Then he, um, we got engaged at Christmas, and then we're married August the fall that and, year. And how old are you guys at this point? Uh, 25, and he's 27. Okay. And is he still in law school? No, he actually, when he met me, he then postponed law school. Mm -hmm. So he knew it before me, I think. Mm -hmm. Right away, just within weeks, he just deferred and decided to continue the next year, and he took it off. Yeah. And what was, what was he doing... He was, I think he was working for Pete Mowick or something. I can't remember which. Something in uh, finance? Fi or? Finance, I yeah. think it was, yeah. Okay. Married in what year? 84. 84, and you guys move in together in Lexington? Uh, we know we lived in Quincy for five years first. Mm -hmm. yep. And that's where you had Tom? Three so years later. Living in Quincy, Tom comes three years later, and then... Two years later, you moved back to Lexington when you had Tara? I, I had you. I actually had you um, in Lexington. So we moved back to Lexington for about three years. So Pat, we moved there with Pat, and, I mean with Tom and Tara, and then you were born in Lexington. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so third. For, we, we've kind of skipped over this here, but I'm one of eight. My mom's obviously a mother of eight, so... The names we're throwing around are just the the kids in the family. Um, <laughs> so three kids, you're you're back in Lexington. At what point do um, you start looking for kind of your own home and place to settle down? We kept, we actually moved <clears throat> here to save. So I, I exchange was I took care of my grandmother, which I had lived with my grandmother before I got married. And so I moved in with her again and took care of her. That was kind of like 
saved on rent, yeah. and that was I was her caregiver. Yep. Um, so we, our intent was we were saving while I cared for her. Mm-hmm. So it was about three years into it, and then we bought the house. Mm-hmm. So your famous, let's talk about the, the pregnancy years here. Oh. So, <laughs> you know, if you do the math, so you, you had a couple of miscarriages somewhere in the eight, string of eight and, kids. Between you and... Aaron. Right after you, two. Right. So two miscarriages. Right after, right. Um, but you, they, how long were you pregnant during the miscarriages? Like, um, uh, one was early, like eight weeks. And another one was 12 weeks, but I carried it till 18. Mm-hmm. 18 or 20. So you do the math, eight times nine, <laughs> 72. So you're talking like six, seven years pregnant of mm-hmm. your life, right? Yeah. So your famous kind of thing was after each baby, dad would get you a Fuddruckers oh, burger, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he knew to bring me a frat with the Fuddruckers burger. Oh gosh, it was decadent. <laughs> so, so during this time, you know, you're having a bunch of kids. Um, what does your personal kind of health look like? Like, what are you eating? What's, what's normal eating? Are you even thinking or caring about it? Are you, I know you used to run a little bit and things like that. Like what, oh, what's that kind of look like? Um, I did what we grew up with turkey. I loved turkey. So I did, and it was for a big family. Turkey was a huge thing. Yeah. Um, uh, hamburgers, hot yeah. dogs, you know, the typical, uh, hot dogs and beans on a Friday night. It would yeah. be like I did. Um, and then pregnant. I mean, I think I craved pepperoni pizza like no other so mm-hmm. pizzas too I mean, yeah. it's just what we grew up with standard to, standard yeah, american yeah, stuff and yeah. so was there any thought yourself or during kind of pregnancy that was it foreign to think like what you were eating was would impact kids or was well, that total totally foreign thinking outside of like not smoking and drinking Right. Uh, basically, and, and ca- caffeine. Your father was nuts if I drank caffeine for the first three of you. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It'd be like crazy. Even yeah. a cup of tea. Hmm. Um, I tried to ignore him after, after you. <laughs> and then I, did, I ignored him after you. Oh, yeah. But at first, I tried to, you know, I avoided caffeine and stuff. Because I wasn't really, I'd have a cup of coffee. That's it. It's nothing big or a cup of tea. Um, but that really just, yeah. I never smoked. Um, but alcohol, he would never touch that. Yeah. Uh, but though the last few I had a, I'd have a glass of wine sometimes yeah that again I just I almost it was better once I um, relaxed I yeah. think I, I did much better and that's that's probably beneficial right yeah the more relaxed you can yeah. be but you know, eating eating better. never was eating was never yeah the food was never yeah even thought about yeah that's that's crazy that's yeah. crazy and yeah. in terms of most of us were breastfed but the, there was also formula to Well, the little ones, um, uh, the last couple, um, I did supplement with her, uh, and, and Carrie, the youngest, was premature, so I supplemented her every single feeding with formula. Mm-hmm. I'd breastfeed and do formula. Mm-hmm. Um, then the, uh, the two before her, I just kind of found sometimes I had to, and it was making them more comfortable. It was like they slept longer or something. Yeah. So it was supplement. But I always breastfed for at least three and a half, four months. Mm-hmm. So no real connection between diet and health of the kids outside of kind of what what you would normally kind of eat. You always yeah. thought to eat healthy, like yeah. eat. And they, uh, I did find out in the last few drink um, water, hydrate. 
I was getting dehydrated. That's why I was going into early labor. Yeah. So just hydration, really, nothing, just wasn't a... Yeah. So what was the thought process as far as, you know, obviously it must have been a joint decision, but what was kind of, I know you've said like, you know, you have as many kids as the, as the man upstairs will allow, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> what was kind of like from a financial standpoint and from like just a, you know, religious or personal standpoint, what was kind of like the thought process and... I um, did, you know, I, when I was younger, uh, well, once you, you start having seven, eight kids, you, the man upstairs even <laughs> thinks you loop me if you don't stop. <laughs> I mean, sorry. That's <laughs> my thought process. <laughs> so I, after a while, I take that under my own control. <laughs> Done my duty that sense. <laughs> um, but I just I, uh, enjoyed having a big family. That's the big thing. And Michael thrived for a big family. He loves it. He always yeah. hung every holiday, Michael being your yeah. father. <laughs> um, every holiday, he loved hanging with all his relatives. Mm-hmm. I mean, big families. He just loves yeah. it. To this day, I mean, you know. He just loves it. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. The more kids he can get around, the happier he is. So at some point, at what point did Dad have his heart scare? Oh, that was early on, 33. 33, so three kids? Three Is it kids, just yeah. yep. to me at that point? Would have been, yep, just you. Um, and so he had a heart attack? Is that right? He had angina because he was such an athlete. He, um, he realized he was just having this numbness in his teeth. Mm-hmm. And it turned out with testing and stuff that it was actually angina. Just Which a numbness is, in his teeth is, yeah. um, no, the oxygen is being, not enough oxygen to the, your heart. Mm-hmm. So it shows like the heart's calling that yep. you have an ischemia. And he has heart surgery. He had heart surgery, yeah. And that was, he had a, <clears throat> now they do a bypass. You know, you just open up the vessel. He had one big block in one of his major vessels. But back then it was early on this, you know, drilling out the hole. So what they did was they drill it and he had a side effect that it weakened. So it aneurysmed him. Mm. So that's why he had to have bypass. And, and so... Heart surgery at 33, three kids, how does that change, or did it all change kind of the thought process around food and health? For him, 100%, Dean Ornish. His doctor handed him Dean Ornish, and uh, and I tell you, I used to work, you know, he was an intern with me, a resident, and uh, when he ever handed him his book, I, I, I just died. Because he's uh, he was a character of characters. As a resident, he wouldn't be there. He, he wouldn't show up for rounds. He was out having yoga, taking yoga <laughs> or a spa. Or he's having a massage. I mean, he'd be like, he was like, but he, a doctor who was very, um, you know, very well known and respected at Mass General, handed Dad the book, Dean Onish's wow. book, and Dad lived it like the Bible. Yeah, so I for- mean, got rid of basically didn't have a hamburger. Gave up the red meats for a long time, for years. Yeah. Yes, yes. So yeah. for for listeners, Dean Ornish was kind of one of the, one of the, you know, pioneers in the plant-based movement and made the connection of treating certain things with food versus... Corrective, yeah, it would correct heart disease. Food as medicine type, you know, reversing heart disease right. through diet um, back in, so this was in the 80s? Yes, it was... A, yeah, in the late 80s. Yeah. Yeah, maybe 88. Or, yeah. Yeah. So dad still uh, was given medication after that of some kind, right? That he... Well, he opened heart surgery. He had to have a little bit of a... Uh, 
he has a, a, you know, a low blood pressure thing. Or yeah. A, um, <clears throat> I forget what it is that he's on a tenolol, I think. Yeah. So it definitely changes his diet. You know, he gets the Dean Ornish book. He definitely changes his diet, you know, switches to red wine, everything they tell you to do. Yep. Um, and then did that trickle into you and how, you know, you fed us and, or not so much? Um, I tried. Dean Ornish's recipes were funky. And kind of, yeah. I, I couldn't cook for the life of me. Yeah. I could do mac and cheese. I can do a tuna casserole. I could do turkey. Yeah. And But he really brought in herbs and all kinds of um, healthy foods. It was a little, <laughs> it was a little unapproachable. Uh, yes, almost. it was intimidating yeah. for me, for yeah. a person who couldn't cook. Yeah. Um, so your father could whip up some nice things, and he got better at his cooking yeah. uh, skills too. But for me, I just with all the kids, I just went with the simple what I knew. Yeah. And so I didn't yeah. change their diet at all. Really, I tried at first, yeah. but that may probably last. And was there was there the thought of were you like you know you, you saw kind of the Dean Ornish approach and. Was there the thought that well, you know, the the you know, it's they're just kids, like, yeah. and that that connection, like, clearly, probably still hadn't been made that, you know, the the diet was that important even as kids, right? No, it's still did no. Yeah. I think now I think back, why didn't I really? Um, just so foreign. Like, I, I know. would imagine it's so foreign to think that at that time. Yeah, and I did try <clears> to, <throat> but I always tried to sneak things into the traditional, like tuna casserole. Say, I'd try to chop up veggies and stuff and get them into you that way. Mm-hmm. But with kids, it's so hard to get you to eat a lot of times. Yeah. And then when you go out to the real world, you get older, and then you're exposed to all kinds of junk, the junk foods, or, or even when you meet with your cousins, you're exposed. So I tried to control it a bit, but as far as switching to extreme i did yeah and i know like you 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 wouldn't let us have much like we never had like coke in the no. house we never had like dungaroos and all those like yeah no we didn't do we yeah. never we never really had oreos even like fruit loops that sort of thing like no, not you really. shied away from so you definitely were aware of like the sugary processed stuff right which was probably a great thing yeah yeah, that I definitely felt like. I thought sugar was making, would just add to wild behavior. I just thought that was. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't, I definitely eliminated that stuff. So of of the eight kids who had the most kind of health issues, would you say? Um, you. Yeah. You definitely did. No. I mean, when you got sick, you were much sicker than everybody else. Yeah. They got the flu. If you got the flu, you, you were out for the count. Yeah. You were much sicker. Um, you had the early on, you had the nephrotic syndrome, mm-hmm. um, and they just didn't know if you had some allergy there that they were just too young to test. Never did figure that out. You had that two years in a row. So that, so you were, they called you an infrequent relapse or so. I did, you know, watch it for years until, yeah. cause sometimes you go back in into your teens, but you didn't. Yeah. Um, and then you had blocked ears forever. Again, allergies probably. So you were on antibiotics for... Oh, at least a year. Little dose antibiotics regularly. I just yeah. gave them to every day. Yeah. Um, uh, asthma. I mean, you you were yeah. on, uh, inhalers and the machine. Mm-hmm. You were you no. Know, you were when you got sick. You got sick. Yeah. And at no point, I would imagine, just like at no point, there was a medical person or anybody that said like diet would have had anything to do with it, right? No. Yeah. No. 
No. And especially you We went to allergy from... testing. We had specialists yeah. and allergists. Oh, and Tom had allergies. Yeah. He had, um, he would set specific tree allergies. So he, got, so he had the shots to get, so he's a little better on that. And then, of course, Kerry was preemie. So she was, the first couple of years of her life, I just had to, yeah. had to watch her sugars and stuff. So definitely um, no connection between food and kind of that's, those sorts of things. Like no. allergies was just something... Oh, you're right. Yeah. No. Right. Yep. And right. everybody, everybody had them. Everybody had asthma. Our kids were all inhalers. They were right. all, we were all doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the classic kind of, you know, which we are kind of starting to realize today, you know, we treat the symptoms versus, you know, go to the source and what, what causes us to get the allergies or what causes us to be sick in the first place, um, which as you know, is my belief is, is diet right. and lifestyle. So outside of the kids, mm-hmm. you know, I know you go about like we, you know, as, as siblings joke all the time about random people showing up at the dinner, at the dinner table, um, from the, the classic story in our house is, uh, two Verizon employees, <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's Verizon or Comcast. <laughs> Or someone like that. And so we, we all, you know, it's, I don't know, five, six o'clock, you know, we're getting home from school and after school activities and we're sitting down and, uh, mom's making, I think it was burgers. Yeah. You were, you were making burgers <laughs> and we're all eating dinner and there's just, you know, there's two people that, you know, aren't, <laughs> don't belong. And there are probably friends and people over too. So it was a big crowd. And then there's two that are kind of out of place people. And it's these two Verizon workers that were going, going door to door and trying to probably, you know, upgrade our subscription or whatever they were selling. And, you know, you invited them for dinner. Is that kind of the, (laughs) more or less? I, I, we were on Comcast and I, dad wouldn't switch. I knew they would, they wouldn't, but they worked so hard. So I just invited them in and they ended up staying for, (laughs) and I wasn't going to switch to Verizon, but I listened to this feel and then they ended up just staying longer. (laughs) So this, that's one example that we tell all the time, but things like this are common. Uh, growing up, there was always somebody you were helping out to this day. There's people outside our family. You're always helping out. Where does that come from i know you know the whole so grammy your mom had the whole kind of chorus kitchen sort of uh thing where you know not only the nine kids but friends and everybody were always hanging out and yeah and people coming and going and she was always cooking for people is that you know where does that kind of doors open help everyone where does that come from because that is just a lot of people do not (laughs) you know, have that view, especially, you know, today to kind of open the door to everybody and help anybody out. I mean, that's like, yeah, I, yeah, I, um, I used to kind of make my, me crazy sometimes, but when my mother would, somebody would be there and she'd be feeding them a burger or a pancakes at one or two in the morning. Some kid would show up, a friend of one of my brothers or a friend of ours, and she'd be feeding them and she'd sacrifice her sleep to be there with him, them, whoever's there at yeah. our kitchen, just because maybe they came and they maybe had been drinking or maybe they had been, or they were just upset about something or it didn't matter. It didn't have to be her kid. And she would just make sure that if she, you know, if he was bad, they'd end up on our couch. Mm-hmm. They'd be, um, you know, and she'd just check in and say, you know, your son's here. Maybe let the parent know or something, but always 
and as a, as a young kid, it would make me, I was like, why don't you do that? You get to send people home, or you, or you shut the door. But um, as a parent now, I see, um, I understand, like, you know, the Verizon girls, they were sweet girls. They were, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the magazine, because um, they would make fun of me, they're the ones who sell the magazine yeah. once a year. Yeah. Those poor kids are starving. They mm-hmm. don't, they're mm-hmm. like, out all day long, they think they're going to get this big, you know, monetary reward. And the poor kids, they don't. So, uh, I mean, those, you just got to connect with people. Like, mm-hmm. I've had a couple of them crying on the front door, you know? I mean, yeah. uh, I don't know. We just got to watch for people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so a little bit from Grammy, a little. Yeah. I think it's of, just a, yeah. 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 Cool. And, it, and people just don't get that anymore. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because a lot of your friends would often take, bring takeout and stuff, or you'd all load it. And I'd say, I, it was weird to me because I would make it. You know what I mean? I, that's how we were used to doing yeah. that. Eight kids, so we're in Hingham now for, we haven't even crossed that. So after three kids, we moved to, down to Hingham mm-hmm. and buy a house. And in, at what point, so three bedroom, is it three bedroom technically it was, house? Well, um, it was two that we made two bedroom three. room, but three, it's three, but one we used as a, um, you know, yeah. TV room. So a lot like your okay, house kind of growing okay. up, we had... Uh, five girls upstairs, three boys downstairs. Yep. Um, and then you guys had your room. Yep. And what, at what point did the addition happen? Oh, just only 10 years ago. So we mar- were married 33. Yeah. So, um, how many years were we? <laughs> so Carrie, the youngest is three. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Probably about. Okay. Yeah. So we at least for three years had Maybe four, yeah. five girls in one room. You guys in one, and then three boys in, in At least one. for a few years, yeah, right. We, <laughs> we have all this going on, uh, you know, kids doing a thousand things and helping, you know, the random strangers that come to the house um, and anybody else that you've kind of always done from, I mean, around Hingham, around town. It's just, it's hard to, for me, and <laughs> the regular person to rap their heads around like that level of, of selflessness. Like it just, I, (laughs) I can't understand it. I don't know how it's even possible. Um, again, is there like, how, how, how is that? How do you do that? And how did, you know, was there, is there, or was there any thought, you know, over the course of raising eight kids and, Raising others too <laughs> in the process and helping others that whole time. Is there any thought about, you know, you and your health? Or is that not even really a thought? I always thought I kind of, um, I always got back to like, got back to my desired weight for the most part. Um, so I always thought I was still, <laughs> but I always had stomach problems. And I attribute that to nerves or yeah. just being. You know, worried yeah. about everybody and everything. Um, so I never, I still, I thought I was okay. I was, didn't really think of my health. Yeah. Your father's, I might have, but not mine, really. Yeah. I wasn't uh, worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> Figure I have longevity <clears throat> in genes, I thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a big thought. About, so, you know, skip a bunch of years here. But <laughs> <laughs> so about six months ago, 
Um, you know, I had obviously found the whole plant-based thing and you saw how much it kind of changed my way of thinking and my life and my health. And you agreed, you know, one day you agreed to give it a shot like six months ago and we just started. Right. And so let's, let's go back six months. Was the diet similar to how it had always been or were there certain kind of steps yeah, I kind of started a little bit um, with red meats a while ago, um, just kind of thinking that I got to lay off the burgers in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, maybe I'd say, maybe with you, just transitioning out. And um, so that was, and then I kind of uh, was, I think I was trying to eliminate the cheese and crackers a little bit, but yeah. I mean, just slowly. Yeah. Um, but it was my stomach that was continually yeah. getting worse. And was and there then, the thought, like you did, I know you did South Beach, right? Oh, yeah, right. So I started um, doing South Beach real quick because once you hit 50, it's like I, I noticeably saw my metabolism slow yeah. down and I just started gaining. But it's really the gaining of unhealthy lifestyle that yeah. is what I started witnessing. But I thought if she hit, my thought is you hit 50, metabolism slows down. Yeah. It's really not that. So South Beach... That is that low thinking. carb. Is that kind of the is uh, it low carb? Yeah, or? low carb. Right. Low but carb. You can so eat you, meats. Yeah, like I remember, like yep. you would have bacon and eggs for breakfast, right? right? You can eat meats. Meats <clears throat> are fine. Right. Yeah. And like you had seen, you saw some initial like success, and you would lose, you know, 10, 15 pounds. Right. On occasion. I initially. St- oh, sure. Right. I felt good on. I felt good on it. I yeah. Felt better. But it right. never. Obviously, because it wasn't like a real change, you know, you would, you know, just like any diet, you would start it and you'd eventually kind of trickle off it, right? Well, yeah. And I continued to have stomach problems. Yeah. So I just, I kind of get away from it yeah. and I still continued to, and was that, um, I felt a little better, but. Was that diet wise the only kind of one you tried? That's or the only one I, right. That's the only one I really, I, yeah. I did actually did Weight Watchers a little bit before that. I tried that, but that's not something that yeah. No. I mean, they were... That's counting points. And yeah, I didn't. Not, yeah, I never... I was never good at that. Yeah. I mean, you know what, what that was is that you'd get on a scale once a week, so you want to make sure you didn't gain. Yeah. But that was... I never... That just wasn't for me. Yeah. 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 So you see me, like, having this revelation sort of thing, and you agree to give it a shot. What are your thoughts? I'm, you know, blowing all this smoke at you saying... It's going to do all, all these things. And, you know, what are your thoughts when I first said, like, are you thinking it's actually going to work? Are you thinking I'm crazy? Like, what are, what are you thinking is going to result from, you know, what I'm, what I'm preaching to you? Well, you'd given me the how not to die for Christmas. Right. You so, gave it to Dad, and I had already, like, <clears throat> tackled and started reading that. All right, so the book uh, How Not to Die by Dr. Greger is a, that was a book I picked up and read, and just it was one of those books where I was – experimenting with the plant-based kind of stuff. And when I read that, I was all in. Right. Um, so I, I had given that to my parents for uh, Christmas. The year before, um, right? The, the year before, the, yeah. It was the year before, right? Yeah, the year before. Yeah. Uh, the year before. So I delved into that. So I, you know, I started thinking about, you know. Yeah. From that, I was thinking about it. Yeah. Um, so that was about. Yeah, it always yeah. takes... It always takes someone else to tell you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's never like like when a family member tells you something. It's just like, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah he's he's crazy again. And yeah. then and then you hear it from somebody else, and it it definitely sinks in more. That's just how it is. Yeah. 
you had read How Not to Die, or at least kind of gone through parts of it. And so you probably was one of the reasons why you agreed to give it a shot. And yeah, I agreed with that. I liked all the medical, yeah. all the medical backing. It was, it was good. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And were you thinking, like, it was going to have a real effect on you? I was hoping. Yeah. But again, like, my stomach issues were getting progressively worse. Yeah. So that's where I just had to... I knew I had to do something, and I knew it had to be diet. Yeah. So I just, when, you know, when you said you were, you know, you really, you know, I'd be a guinea pig, it was great. (laughs) (laughs) So we start, we start, you know, uh, those familiar with with kind of the program I preach, we start with uh, green smoothies in the morning, just with that one simple change, and then slowly kind of... Uh, work from there. So when was the first time you noticed kind of things changing or something different with the body or feeling better or whatever? Within the first two weeks. Yeah. Definitely. Because I'd gone, you remember I'd gone to the doctor beforehand. Yeah. So this was my cool. Stomach, so, yeah. so you had gone to the doctor kind of right before September. we started this in yeah. September, September. So a month before or so. Yeah. And you had, had your blood work done and all that. Yeah. And he had written me that I had to come back and repeat because my iron was so, was low for some reason. It was, mm-hmm. it was low, which is very unusual for me. Yeah. Um, so, and he'd also started me on a Miprazil for my stomach for inflammation. Yeah. He said I had, that was the pain. Yeah. Something that Nana is on, my mother was on, my Grammy is all yeah. of. So and they were on it for years. Yeah. And it was, so it was one of those things also that he must have said, oh, you know. Runs in the family, and you kind of accepted it. Uh, well, that's what I said. I do, that's when you approach me, and I'm like, you know, I do not want to do pills the rest of my life. There's yeah. no way I'm going to do that. They've been on this pill that you, you're supposed to only be on short term. They were on it. They've been on it for 20, 30 years. Yeah. Um, so that's what was my thing. I'm not. I wasn't going to do pills. I, I don't believe. I take care of enough elderly to know that, you know, this is a world of pills. The country. Yeah. So. Um, so basically within that first two weeks, I want to say a week, immediately I had stomach relief in like maybe four or five days, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and then, I mean, I'd stopped the Miprazil. I stopped that. I only maybe did it the first two or three days of doing the smoothies. Yeah. But then I, I was immediate difference. And then you were occasionally supplementing calcium. Um, I got away from that because I was doing the, yeah. uh, I think I, we, f- I figured out I was getting enough of that, but vitamin D, I do still yeah. use this spray. I do vitamin yeah. D cause I, I just feel like, cause my, in the past my vitamin D has been so low. Yeah. Um, and my whole family is really low vitamin D. So I supplement that. And then I, I started really not for a couple of months, the B12, yeah. I started taking that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't do cal. No, I might. I yeah, maybe time, I did at first. Did I? At the I can't time, remember. I think you had the calcium like CVS soft chews. Oh right. Oh yes, you know? that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah, the chocolate chews. The chocolate, the chocolate chews. chews. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, God knows what like what we're actually in. That's <laughs> Those true. damn they calcium were good, chews. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, you so you end up a few weeks eliminating whatever I forget. Uh, the yeah. I got rid of that pretty quickly thing. too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that I got rid of the in three pill. days. I yeah, stopped that days. in three days. So since then outside of stomach, so you obviously lost some weight. Yeah. Any 12, 15, 12, I think 12, 12. Yep. 12. That happened kind of slowly, gradually, right? Yeah. Over five, Maybe, six yeah. weeks or so. And right. then you kind of steadied out. Right. Right. And what else I know, there are some other things that you kind of felt changed in terms of 
skin yeah, and things and, like that. Yeah, joints, especially joints. I mean, like, I think my, I felt like I was arthritic sometimes, especially getting up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely in mobility. Like, I just feel like I'm more of a spring again. Like, right. walking is better. Um, but joint, I think I must have had inflammation because yeah, I feel so better. So not and just then, inflammation in the stomach, but yeah. inflammation yeah. in your hands and yeah. your everywhere, really. Yeah. And then... Um, it's facial hair. I felt yeah. like I felt like I had a man's whiskers this, for a while there. That this was, was the craziest <laughs> one, like that that I didn't like. I, I had never heard of or or, or thought would would be possible. Yeah. But literally, hair either it's thinning out or thinner, or less, more fine. I mean, it was yeah. it was like, and I, I attribute that probably the hormones to the meat yeah. because I ended and up Googling going it. That was so weird to me yeah. that I was really, I no longer had the male whiskers. The, I mean, really yeah. I was. So was for the women listeners out there, <laughs> hair in places you don't want, like, you know, with, with my mom here has gone away or thinned or it's become less noticeable much less. or whatever you want to say. Yeah. Uh, skin's improved. Um, also though, also a biggie is calmness. Mental calmness. Totally. Like, I had to have that cup of coffee. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, as well as the Fuddruckers and the, you know, the hamburger and the frap after every baby, I had to have my cup of coffee for years. Yeah. Usually one to two. Yeah. I mean, any diet I had, I never gave it up. I just had to have that coffee. Now, like today, I'm just having a little because I was feeling tired a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and it's, but you know, I 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. Yeah. And I didn't miss it. And I haven't, I don't miss it anymore at all. Yeah. Kind of just overall kind of relaxation, both around food yep. and just personally kind of not so up, oh, yeah. tense. Yeah. Um, Much more. And that's certainly something I talked talked about in my book and talk about a lot. It's just kind of that like, you know, relief, um, both around food and with the anxiety around food, but also just physically being able to relax better for some okay. reason or the other. and. And even in my in in the book, I talk about how my golf game improved. <laughs> it's like one of the key things to being a good golfer is you need to be able to relax and have your muscles relax, or, or you're you're gonna play like crap. And uh, you know, I was told I was crazy, but that's a side effect of what you're eating. The you know high blood pressure and being tense and not sleeping well that it, it all comes back to your food. I know sleep was better too. Sleep <clears throat> sleep Definitely. sleep better. Um, any other outside of what we've kind of talked about? Any let's. How about relationships? Has it improved oh, um, I, relationships in a way? Well, the calming. The yeah. calming is much, much better. I mean, just in, in my response to even, well, it could be that I'm down to the last two of the kids, too. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but, either you've, you've thrown in the, you know, you've thrown the, the, white, the white flag or... <laughs> yeah. Or you you are calmer. But I'm just calmer. And it could be just experience, you know, how to deal with things differently. But no, I think it's a definite calmness. Right. I can't can't explain it. Yeah. 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 Something I struggle to explain myself is, you know, I talk about how my relationships improved, um, whether it was, it was just not getting uptight or, you know, kind of freaking out over things you just just a different view on on things and it really is you've had a similar kind of mm. experience even with your father mm. i just much yeah yeah much more chill yeah i can't explain why but it's, yeah. i do attribute it to that yeah yeah a crazy 
Uh, to again to the listeners, just a crazy uh, thought that you know, hey, you know, you want to Im- improve your relationships. You know, it, yeah. that that comes back to food. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. But um, okay, so um, health, relationships, uh, anything else you can think of? Uh, endurance wise, exercise. I think I'm better, much better. I don't, yeah, I'm much better. Yeah. And I don't even, I mean, I still haven't changed that. I haven't upped my game on exercise or anything. Yeah. So um, to, to go back to, again, for uh, people interested in uh, a plant-based lifestyle, to go back, so you lose 12, 12 or so pounds. Um, exercise at this time is, I know when we first started doing it, we were walking every day. Right. You know, yeah. for, for 45 minutes to an hour. Um, outside of that, I mean, you're always on the go. You're always, you know, cleaning the house. Um, you know, we, you still have, you know, teenagers in the house and things like that. So it's not like you're, you're, uh, living the retired life or anything. You're still a full-time mom. Um, so you're always on the go anyway, but in terms of like exercise, you're not like kicking your butt. No, no. I mean, I, no. And it's fairly, you don't find it hard to maintain the current weight you're the at. The weight, no. And, and as daddy refers to me as the his promiscuous vegan, that I cheat. <laughs> I cheat. <laughs> Sometimes, like, I eat processed foods like cracker, peanut butter, and jelly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I do my cheats. Um, so if I eliminate even those, I, I think I could lose. Yeah. But I, so not, you, I do not go, right. I stay at the same weight, right. even with, you know, my... And something cool I would like to say... Whether you deem yourself vegan or you say you're plant-based or whatever, I really think there's way too much that goes with those words and that is associated with that. If you fall off the bandwagon and have something with a little cheese on it, it's not the end of the world. You're not going to die. You're not banished from being (laughs) vegan or, uh, or living this lifestyle for the rest of your life. And it's, it's, it's just a little bump in the road. You can't stress over it. You got to just keep going back and, you know, um, so the the beauty of it, the beauty of like on a diet, you cheat, you feel like you failed, but in here it's, I feel like my system's so cleaned out. It'll be done in a day. It'll be fine in a day. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just your system response to the stuff you take. So if I have a cheat, it's, it'll be gone and. Yeah. Matter of hours, really. yeah, something something <laughs> deadly I've kind of found with how powerful food is. Yeah. You know, if I were to have one too many beers, yeah. you know, the night before, but the next day I have a green smoothie and I'm I'm back. Yeah. You know, which is a little yeah. scary <laughs> when it comes to alcohol. That's a, I'm not I'm not advising that. <laughs> but that's how powerful eating whole plant foods is, whether you if you get knocked off course, right, you know, you you throw together a big salad with fruits and vegetables or you throw together a green smoothie or have a juice and you're just, you, you clean yourself right back out and if, you're able to yeah. get back to normal just so fast. Um, yeah, you feel much which better. Which is cool. Yeah, yeah, you feel much better. So it's like you get out of that cheating mentality. It's not a cheating. If, if you do it, it's, I mean, you're so much better. Yeah. So much healthier. Like the, the cheats, like when it comes to cheating, it's like, Things that really aren't that bad in the grand scheme right. of things. <laughs> exactly. Because you generally eat so well. So yeah. that when you kind of go off the rails, it was like you had like a little feta cheese on your salad yeah, or something. Right. Yeah. And it's like yeah, in the I grand scheme a, of things, right. 
that's a major improvement. Yeah. From, and I might have a bite of a burger. That's yeah. what I mean when I, cause I don't really crave it either. Yeah. I'm not like I used to. I mean, I just don't even crave that. Yeah. I don't crave all my cravings and not, and missing, not missing any of it. I don't know. So what I remember you mentioned like a few weeks in, you had pretty much not had meat, you know, for a few weeks. And then you had like, I don't know, chicken or something. And you, you said you were up all night or there was yeah, another time you had like yeah. a Reese's yeah. and you were up all night. And yeah, respond quickly. Yeah. So I, like I always attribute that again to you've like cleaned yourself out so, so well. And, um, I, I use the analogy of a traffic jam. Once the traffic jam's gone, um, and you know, kind of the, the seven car pileups gone and you get rear ended and the six cars in the middle aren't there. Um, you feel food's effect on you the, the second yeah. you eat it. Um, because you know, it doesn't take three days to realize for your, for your system to kind of digest yeah. that it happens right away. Yeah. So, you know, you would have a piece of chicken or you'd have a Reese's after kind of cleansing your body and feeling so good. And you just kind of got yeah knocked it felt horrible, right? Mm-hmm. Your stomach felt mm-hmm. horrible yeah. because you were able to really feel the food's effect on you immediately. Absolutely. You'd agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't <clears throat> just not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not worth the cheat. Yeah. <laughs> so, again. you know, you're, whether, again, whether you're, you call yourself vegan or plant-based or whatever, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is you're mostly eating, you know, plant-based foods. And would you... Do you see this as something you're going to do the rest of your life? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely have no, no desire right now to go back at all to the way I was eating Hmm. at all. No, I, I have a desire not to do the little, um, process things that I, you know, and (laughs) what did your sister say? Oreos are vegan. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? But I don't do too much of those, but, um, I'd like to eliminate all that too. Cause yeah. it's not, it's just so being, you, yeah. If you really wanted to, you know, I working with you and some other women in, in your kind of age group, you know, I often will ask before we start working together, where do you want to get to? Like, mm-hmm. what's the ultimate for you? And a lot of them will say, I want to be the weight I was when I was 23 years old. Right? <laughs> and they, and then they just start laughing because they don't think it's, it's possible. They don't think it's realistic. Uh, they're just trying to lose a few pounds. <laughs> like I, yeah. yeah, but that's, that's a funny thing. I want to look and feel how I was when I was 23. And yeah. I, I believe that's totally possible to get oh, down, down to that weight. So yeah. if you really want it, if you really committed yourself to doing it and dialed in even, like the, the plant-based is a major step, like you've already experienced that. But if you really wanted to take it to the next level and get down to actually like, you know, I don't, you know, 120 yeah, like or whatever. 10 pounds, like 130. Uh, that's not yeah. my, my 120, 130, we'll call 130, it, yeah. um, to get down to kind of that, like kind of when you were younger sort of weight. Um, if you, you really could achieve that by simply eliminating all the process and getting like really serious about it in, in stepping up exercise and that would be achievable. You would think so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my marriage weight was, I think I was like one Oh four. I mean, mm. so I'll never, I'm not, I'm, yeah. you know, that's yeah. not something that <laughs> one thirty is a nice, I'd like to, yeah, I think I, and I could easily, I could easily do it. Yeah. I know I could easily yeah. do it. So to get, so to kind of get the message out of what I'm saying, 
you know, you switch to mostly plant-based, you still have your, you know, bumps in the road where you cheat and, you know, whatnot, but with moderate, moderate exercise, um, just with a diet change, you've, you've had experience, all this stuff. And if you really wanted to go all out and take it to the next level and actually get to kind of that younger weight, it, it would be, it would be very possible. Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't, in the past, I mean, really in the past, I, I, that 10 pound, 10 pound, 15, I really felt like I will never be able to get this off, but I'm very positive that I can now. I feel like if I really want, I can, yeah. I don't have that because I know my eating is the way I, I could easily. And you're more, you would say you're more in tune with your body and you know, kind yeah, of. I could definitely do it. Yeah. I know. I know I can. I just, yeah. I mean, you can overeat, eat on plant-based too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And just sometimes, yeah. so I know I can. Yeah. Same here. Same thing happened yeah. to me. I feel like if I wanted to put on 20 pounds of muscle, I could do that. Right. If I wanted to drop 10 pounds and run the fastest marathon yeah. I ever could, I could do that. And I just feel like I have total control. Right. That's what um, I feel. I, that's exactly. Awesome. Yeah. I feel like I'm in control now. Yeah. And before I just felt hopeless. Mm. <laughs> but the last 10, 15 pounds, I felt so hopeless. Mm -hmm. And I'd finally just like thrown in the towel. Yeah. Um, but now I feel like, no, I'm. Yeah. If you could give kind of some advice or one piece of advice or a couple pieces of, of advice to somebody that might be listening to this, somebody that might be looking for a change in their life, they're sick of, you know, the, the South beaches and all these diets yeah. that just really aren't contributing to your long-term health. Um, you know, what, what kind of advice would you give? What would you, what would you say, knowing, knowing what you now know about kind of, you know, avoiding meat and dairy and eating plant-based, what would you, what would you say? I, uh, listen to your body. Just listen to your body. Uh, pay attention. I mean, I know I was, I was, all these stomachs, the dissension, the pains, the, the joint pain, the, just listen to your body and uh, slowly, if, if anything, just try to start eliminating things. And that my whole thought at first, when I went along with you, is that I'd eliminate everything, just strictly eliminate everything, then slowly introduce and see what was causing my problem. But I, but I, I feel too good. I don't, I rule that out. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. But at least... Uh, Listen, really listen to your bodies and try to um, take care of yourself and that, figure out what it is. That's all. Yeah. You know, take the time to uh, try to just at least try. Yeah. People, yeah. That's the problem. People don't think it's associated with food, but at least for me, I, if you listen to your body, you know something's not right. Yep. And that, the so I think we've covered most uh, of what I wanted to cover. <laughs> um, before I kind of ask you the last question, um, I want to first thank you, what you've done for me and my seven siblings and the thousands of other people is just ridiculously <laughs> hard to fathom. Um, so thank you. And, um, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say other than that. <laughs> um, well, thank but you for not giving me too much trouble. <laughs> But it's incredible, and uh, the fact that you're kind of finally putting your health above some of that other stuff is <laughs> awesome to see. Um, so last question I want to ask you, um, you know my whole 
thing is called eat green, make green. To me, make green is whatever I strive for in life. I know that eating a plant-based diet, um, eating green, uh, will put me in the best position to achieve what I want to achieve. The way it makes me feel, the way it makes me perform, the way it improves my life. I know it'll put me in the best position to, to just achieve whatever I want to achieve. Um, so what is, what does make green mean to you? To me, it means right now it's, it's rather selfish. It's, I want to succeed, um, in business and kind of with the different endeavors I pursue and, um, just being a better person, a, a better, uh, partner to my girlfriend, a better son, friend, whatever. That's, that's what make green means to me. Um, so what does, what does make green mean to you? Why do you, why did you make this change? You know, what's kind of the real reason behind why you eat this way and live this way? Um, well, we're on this earth a long time. I want to be the best that I can be. I want to be healthy. I, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to be there for my grandchildren. I'm going to be here for my teenagers still. Um, you know, family is forever and they always need their mother. Mm -hmm. So, um, I just want to be the best person I, I can be. Um, and physically feeling physically, number one, just physically feeling good. I can attack things I still want to do and which is still reach out to people and be there for people in any way I can way, shape or form. I want, you know, I want a reason to get up and, and help people. That's all I want to do. And I think uh, making green, maybe if I can bring peace or happiness or comfort to another human being, um, I want to do that. But if I'm not physically at my best, that'll take away from my goal. And that mm -hmm. will always be my goal. Oops. Can't, couldn't have said it better. Cool. Cool. Well, that is it, guys. I, th I think we did it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs>